Are you working hard to keep yourself limited and playing small? Is that working for you? If not, would you like to be changing that now? What if the key to activating your wealth was in the willingness to embody the abundance of possibilities you are? Would you choose it? Join in the conversation now on Living Well with your host, Keisha Clark, and receive tools and facilitation to clear the points of view that keep you stuck in limitation to begin choosing your abundance and living well right now. <laughs> yes, let's have lots of that, please. <laughs> Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you are in the world and whatever you are doing, thank you for taking the time to come and play with us today. This show is being pre-recorded and it is airing on Friday, December 26th. You are listening to Living Well on AdaZen.fm and I am your host, Keisha Clark, and I thank you for joining us today. Um, wow. The holiday crazies, the holiday fun, the holiday, the holiday. <laughs> um, we're just, we're just kind of riding the wave here and, um, we're going to dive right in and have fun because I have a special guest today and I really am excited to get to this. So, whew, judgment, my friends. Does size really matter? <laughs> How many of us were brought up being told not to judge while being constantly judged and being taught to constantly judge ourselves? Is that working for you? Anybody? Are little judgments less damaging than big judgments? Do big judgments keep us more safe than little judgments? Is judgment required in order to create our lives, or does it create more for us to judge? <laughs> and I have one of the most awesome folks I have gotten to play with ever joining me today to have a conversation about this. Her name is Tamara Yonker. I am sure some of you know her from her several appearances on different shows here on A to Zen, and uh, probably some many of her other ventures and fabulous offerings and possibilities that she plays with. Um, Tamara, I'll give you a little bit about her. I'm not going to tell you a whole lot because you can go a whole lot of places and read, and I would like to have more conversation than than reading. So I'll give you a few high points. Tamara is a certified access consciousness facilitator, a speaker, a certified coach, a practitioner, um, certified mediator, certified NLP practitioner, and a Reiki master, and... Oh my gosh, she's like 500 gazillion things more. So um, it would take the whole show for us to probably tell you all about her fabulousness. But I have the pleasure of having her here today with me. Tamara, how are you, my beautiful friend? I am just ecstatic to be here. This is uh, so much fun. I am honored to be on your show and play with you. Thank oh, you for yay. the invitation. <laughs> I am honored. You know, you are my first guest. So how does it Yay! get even funner? <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for being my first guest. I I'm having a, a chuckle because I um I uh, in the world of virginity, if we want to call it that, I lost my safe virginity with Christine not long ago, and now I'm I'm I don't know if I'm losing it. I'm just I'm just choosing it. <laughs> my yeah, first guest uh, appearance with Tamara Yonker. Hooray! And I thank like you. It. I appreciate it. And I'm so looking forward to the conversation about judgment um you have some fabulous stories and and adventure in uh in the world of judgment and um and do you want to tell for any of our listeners who who may not be familiar with Tamara Yonker and your work um do you want to give a little bit of information about uh your adventures into access consciousness 
Um, sure. Yeah, it's it's been about a four and a half year, a little more than four and a half year journey so far. And judgment is actually one of my favorite things to talk about. Um, I, you know, 15 years ago is when I kind of started just, just literally blanked out everything in my life. I I had ended a relationship fairly recently. I had I quit a job and I I just kind of like started out with a big slate and said, well, I don't know what my life is going to be now, but I know it's not going to be anything that it's been. Hmm. Um, so I went on this investigative journey and started discovering all kinds of things about metaphysics and, and um, spirituality, all of which had been completely and absolutely unknown to me before that time, which I find hysterical. Now I'm like, how do you hide an entire, you know, like how does that not be in my world at all? But right. But it wasn't. <laughs> and that's when I got into energy work, this, the, um, the the Reiki and this and that, and then just started playing and discovered that I had this capacity to read energy, and wow, who knew? And that was a lot of fun. I, I studied um, everything under the sun that you can imagine in terms of esoteric, metaphysical, spiritual, new age, occult, um, you know, astrology, like all of that kind of stuff. All the big name sort of mm-hmm. gurus out there today writing the the, the the books and doing the the lecture series. I've seen them all. I've been to their workshops. And um, the thing that was interesting to me was that it, while my life was changing, there was definitely things that were changing, um, I realized I was mostly filling my head with intellectual knowledge. And I could, mm-hmm. you know, I could have great conversations with anybody about all this stuff that was now up in my head. Um, but it wasn't, you know, the energetic change was, was slow and it wasn't until I discovered access that Mm. I realized, um, until you really dive much more deeply into the level of change at the energetic level, um, Mm -hmm. it is going to be a, it is going to be slow, more tedious, um, and yeah. and you can't you can't change yourself i mean you can't change your life intellectually you can to a certain <laughs> degree but you're basically just sort of um i don't know like putting band-aids on things to make it feel mm-hmm. better or just kind of creating a little bit better polarized reality and right. and um sort of like rearranging that's, that's, the furniture yeah that's perfect <laughs> analogy you're just rearranging the furniture and um, it was, and all of that study that I had done for more than ten years before I came to Access, the thing that I found most fascinating was my my studies had taught me that you know judgment was bad and not do it, but definitely you need to discern. And um, really, it's the same thing. And it wasn't until I came to Access that we really started exploring what exactly is judgment, what does it do, what is its mm-hmm. function. What you know, like, and and until then, nobody, not in any of those studies, had really kind of um, done a, a a study of judgment in the way that that access offered me, so that I could begin to have choice around it. That was the thing that I never had before. I never really had a sense of well, why why would I actually want to allow judgment to become obsolete in my world? It, it, I had a conversation with somebody recently um, who I've known for, I don't know, more than a year, less than two probably, and um, talked about this whole thing about judgment, about how it's it's just not useful. So, you know, when you get a sense that it's not useful, then I, my target, my choice is to allow it to become obsolete in my world, to not function from it anymore, to mm-hmm. not even have a sense of value. And she goes, well, that seems almost superhuman. 
<laughs> and and I was like, well, you know what? Actually, I can see that point of view because if somebody had said that to me five years ago, I probably would have had the same you know response. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and now it it's I'm I'm kind of like on the other side of that where mm-hmm. judgment seems um, absurd. Actually, right. it, it seems absolutely completely absurd. Um, and I recognize that most people on the planet are still functioning from it, but it's right. not something that I choose to include in my reality. Yeah, yeah. And perhaps this would be a place we can talk about. Um, in in Access, we talk about different forms of judgment. And so for some of our listeners who may not be familiar with Access or the tools of Access, um, <clears throat> one of the things I found really fascinating, kind of about how you were talking about the way we explore it, the way we look at it, and really get clarity around what is true for us, what's going on for us, and becoming more aware of judgment, is I'm fascinated that the different forms of judgment, because I've used these words often, and I've never really considered uh, before working with access how much judgment was involved, but um, there's decisions, there's conclusions, there's computation, and then we also use our judgment uh, to create expectation and separation and rejection, and we project our judgments onto other people, our, our you know, our animals, our life situations, our relationships, different experiences. So there's judgment everywhere, and it is really, it's it is really prevalent in most of our lives in the way we function. And one of the things I find kind of entertaining or amusing around the various modalities that I've played with, and you mentioned some of, I've played with some of the ones you've mentioned as well, is in many of those modalities, the practice is still heavily steeped in judgment. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and it's really fascinating that we kind of convince ourselves in, in that this judgment is better than the judgment we were using, because as long as we're judging something to be good and true and right and wonderful, then it it doesn't hurt us. And that's part of what, I found interesting of playing with the topic for for today's show is does the size of our judgment really matter? And <laughs> y- you know, you can have a little judgment that you really love pistachios or you can have a big judgment that you think um abuse is horrible. And of course, I I don't I- I'm not a proponent of going out and being unkind to people for the sake of being unkind. Um and yet when we get into a judgment what I have become so much more aware of over these last few years playing with these tools is anywhere we're getting into judgment is creating the possibility for us to stick ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love your, <laughs> when you share your experience of, of the class with Gary for four days, do, do you want to share that? Oh, with yes, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, it was my second level two, three back in 2010. And, um, I was in San Francisco and I and I when I came to Access I felt like I needed an entire life makeover. I didn't want just a band-aid to make things feel better. I didn't want just a little little touch up here, a little touch up there. I was like, "No, let's destroy everything and start over because nothing's working." Like that was my mm-hmm. point of view. Mm-hmm. So, I was literally sitting in the front row raising my hand, you know, constantly through 4 days of a level 2 3 class. And I was asking Gary lots of questions about all the things that I wanted to have handled in my life. And and Gary, if you've ever been in class with him, he will often respond to your question with a question back to you. Mm-hmm. So I would give him my response to his question, and he looked me right in the face and just yelled, Liar! 
you know, and it and it and it wasn't. I mean, that's confronting, right? I mean, you're in a class yes. in front of eighty to a hundred people, and you're responding in a way that you you think is completely, you know, transparent. And he's t- calling you a liar. And it wasn't just once. This is the thing. It wasn't just once. It was for four days. It's oh in goodness. the recordings. I had somebody who who listened to the class like six months afterwards, and she said, "Oh, I was just listening to the two three with you in San Francisco, and I forgot how much Gary called you a liar." <laughs> yeah, and we can and, laugh now. And, yeah, well, and I tell you what, it was. Um, it's. I'm incredibly grateful. I'm incredibly grateful. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need that smack in the face, mm-hmm. you know, to to really show you how much you're lying to yourself. Mm. And and here's the thing, I walked away from that class and I and I by the end of the fourth day, literally slumped down in my chair and and you know, raising my hand with much less enthusiasm. <laughs> I finally asked questions of Gary. I said, "Okay, Gary, what is it going to take for me to know that I'm lying to myself?" Cuz mm. that had become abundantly clear to me after 4 days is that I didn't even know what was true for me. Mm-hmm. And he um you know, I walked away from that class with a new target, which was to become vulnerable enough to know what was true for me, to let go of the the structure of lies, because judgments, all judgment is a lie, all of it. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. had I had grown up in an environment where my my parents were, um, I mean, they were masters of judgment, criticism, disdain, contempt. <laughs> um, I mean, they did it with flair. You know what I mean? Wow. Mm-hmm. So I learned it from from the masters, and I was just as good at it, if not better, than they were. And I was really good at inflicting it upon myself. I mean, I I, was, I took pride in the fact that you know, don't worry about judging me because I've already got it handled. You could <laughs> right. possibly judge me to any degree, um, you know, greater than I'm already judging myself. Yeah. So I can test you it. any day. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't it interesting that, that that is really sort of this, it's one of those sort of, I don't know if I could call it backwards rites of passage almost that we create, um, that we take on the habits and then we like, we display them really big time and we like take them to the next, you know, ramp it up and, oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. make it, we professionalize it and fine tune it and, you know. Um, so let's pick up with some more of that. We're going to take a short break and um, and then we're going to talk about the, the energy of lies and the judgment within those lies and becoming more aware of the lies that we may be working really hard to align our lives with that may not be working in our best interest or being mm-hmm. a contract contribution to us. So stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. You're listening to Living Well on A to Zen.fm. We'll see you in a few minutes. Have you begun to ask yourself what you truly desire to create in your life? What if you being willing to embody abundant living was the key to your wealth and to creating greater in your life? And what if that could also be the invitation for more people to be willing to embody abundant living? Would that be a contribution to you and your body and to other people and their bodies? And might that also create more in the future? Join Keisha Clark Empowerment Agent and the host of Living Well Radio Show to discover, uncover, and crack open the wealth of possibilities you are every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. 
The Barnes is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Bars session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a Bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? much of your life are you truly living? Are you creating your life in celebration of your strengths and capabilities? What would your life be like if you were choosing the abundance of possibilities of you now? Connect with Keisha Clark, your Living Well Empowerment Agent now for a different perspective on creating the life you truly desire to be living. Call in with your questions. In the U.S., 815-880-8255. In Canada, at 613-800-8736. In the UK, at 033-0001-0625. By Skype at a2zen.fm or by emailing Keisha at livingwellnow at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome forward, everybody. You are listening to Living Well on A to Zen.fm. And normally, I would be inviting you to join us in the chat room or call in with your questions. Um, however, this is a recorded show, so I just so that you are aware, um, we are pre-taping this show to air on Friday, December 26th. And interestingly enough, it is the day after Christmas. So I'm kind of curious... Um, what what I'm just putting this question out for the listeners. What uh, how did Christmas go for you? Uh, speaking of little judgments and big judgments, and um, <laughs> did you get what you wanted? <laughs> and um, how did things how did things work out? Or did you find that um, maybe it didn't quite go the way you thought you wanted it to go? And um, it's interesting to me that. The whole in for those who celebrate Christmas, uh, or, or really I think probably any holiday that's marked with giving of gifts or exchanging of gifts, um, there's a lot of room for judgment. There's a lot of judgment that kind of creeps into the process. Like if I have to buy this, then I have to get this, and I can't spend less than this, and I have to do this because so and so won't think I care about them. And and if you just stop a minute and and just perceive how many judgments are contained or included in that little blurb right there but how huge is that in our in many of our worlds in the in the holiday season around really any holiday i mean whether it's the christmas holidays whether it's hanukkah whether it's uh, valentine's day whether it's the 4th of july anything that we're going to be gathering with friends and family and having to make a so to speak an, an investment of some kind or another and um it, it kind of brings to mind one of the things we talk about in Access, how many judgments it takes to hold one judgment in place. Mm-hmm. And uh, and this brings me back to kind of what you were ta- starting to talk about before the break, Tamara, of having it really, really thrown into your universe, really brought to your attention um, mm-hmm. in grand fashion by uh, one of the masters of um, question and, and coming into awareness. Um so what? I'm curious what your 
not to details of your whole process, but I'm wondering what you began to discover in terms of talking about where you were lying to yourself and mm, becoming more yeah. aware of that. Um, can you share a little bit with us? Well, I think it, because I was inspired, right? I mean, I, I mentioned mm-hmm. that I, I wanted a whole life makeover, and, and mm-hmm. I was saying before that, you know, all the years of study and all of the years I did 10 years of meditation and all of that, you know, there wasn't there was change but not that much, and what I became aware of acutely was that it didn't change that much because I was still functioning from judgment. When I came to access and I mm-hmm. learned what judgment creates, um, you know, when we function, and you, you said it, it's it's insidious, it's pervasive, it's the cornerstone and foundation of this entire reality, and you just <laughs> don't know that you're functioning from it until you do. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty darn inspired um, when I left that class to, first of all, educate myself um, as to everything. Like, I wanted to reveal the secrets of judgment. You know what I mean? So it's kind of <laughs> like anything that you put your whole attention on is going to reveal its secrets to you. For, so for a while, that's what I did. I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure out everything there is to know about judgment. I'm really going to um, learn about it so that I can begin to see it in my life because I was mm-hmm. obviously blinded completely you know thanks to Gary he pointed that out I was very blind as to where um where I was functioning from that in my life and I wanted to expose it all mm. so so I really did some educating um and then and then was like okay what do I desire because if yeah. if what if function from judgment's not working for me and what i realized is there's no way it was ever going to work for me if what i desired was um uh, greater intimacy with myself that's the whole vulnerability piece i walked away from um mm-hmm. that class with is you know getting getting having the awareness of like okay vulnerability even though i really didn't know what that was because when Mm -hmm. you function from judgment you're functioning from separation there is no there is no vulnerability in that right and i and i was like okay no matter what it takes no matter what it looks like no matter what i have to do i'm gonna i'm gonna start shifting this because my target is 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 uh intimacy vulnerability Mm -hmm. of course is one of those five elements of intimacy Mm -hmm. um and so if if you're for me personally because my target was intimacy there's no you they, those two things are not congruent like you can't say oh yes i'm going to choose intimacy and and live my life intimately and choose judgment at the same time because judgment right. creates separation intimacy is not possible right. <laughs> yeah and this is a point too also i'd like to introduce the 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 topic of distraction and the energy of distraction. Um, There's a a brilliant way that um, Gary presents the information in in Access Consciousness. Um, And we talk about them in terms of distractor implants. Um, And and really, for me, one of the – what that just highlighted was all of the places that we are functioning – that polarity it it keeps us in a distraction so um whether you go into fear or rage or anger or hate or fury or um even love and relationship and business um there are many different i think there's 34 that are named but for me what it really opened up for me was oh the distraction is a lie the distraction in functioning in that rather than from who I be, I'm requiring myself to, to judge. And that's where all of my judgments are running amok. Yeah. And and it's sort of like uh, 
when I'm in that distraction, I'm I'm not able to be sent. What we call some might refer to it as centered. I'm not able to be present with me. And as you were just alluding to, um, there's a, I'm finding a really specific difference in functioning from what do I desire, what what really is true for me, versus all of the stuff I just took as mine that that I just accepted as mine and aligned with as mine. And interestingly about judgment, accepting, agreeing and aligning can stick you just as much as resisting and reacting. Um, yep. So did you find that there were some surprises along the way in, as you became more aware of what was true for you? Um, I think the whole thing is a surprise. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, um when when you when you perceive the world through the lenses of judgment, which I call lie glasses, actually. Oh, I love that. Um, <laughs> yeah, just got to take off the lie glasses, you know. So when you perceive the world and yourself, like you, you the way you you know yourself and the way you engage mm-hmm. with the world, when you when you do that through the lenses of judgment, as you're taking those off, literally everything is sort of a surprise because what you begin to discover mm-hmm. is nothing is as it seems. I mean, judgment judgment um, filters everything in sort of a, a bastardized version of what's real. And the mm-hmm. thing that I think people don't really talk about much, at least I don't hear people talk about this much, is that all the trauma and the drama and uh-huh. the misery and the suffering and all the, you know, the, the garbage, like that, that kind of energy that, that people, the frenetic, frenzied, you know, stressed out, mm-hmm. anxiety-ridden mm-hmm. lives that people live, Mm-hmm. That's all judgment based. Yeah. All the drama is judgment. Yeah. If you yeah. if you extracted the judgment out of it and like with a turkey baster, there would be none left. There would be no drama <laughs> left because judgment is the thing that creates the drama. Right. <laughs> so and the trauma I, and the misery and the suffering. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. I used to before access the way that it kind of um uh read for me, if you will. Um when I would have conversations about judgment with with the awareness that I had at that point, um, was I saw judgment as the thing that gave us something to push against. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's interesting because as I play with that now with myself and with people I work with, um it it's interesting to to see the way it shows up because it's kind of as we as I connected into that energy of distraction, it's like in the judgment because judgment isn't real. Our judgment is based on whatever construct is in our mind or whatever construct we've bought into that we've, you know, held in our mind. And and all of everything it takes to to keep that in place requires a great deal of effort. And there's almost this energy with judgment that I perceive of it gives us a way to spend our energy which is that push, that efforting, that forceful tr- attempt at a way of creating our lives. And while it doesn't really create in the way that I now have a greater sense of what creation can be, um, a lot of people find that what what they choose, and and or that is just what they're choosing, as you say, until until they realize or recognize or have the desire to ask a question and choose something different. And um, it, it is interesting because it's like there's this sense of it, it keeps us so preoccupied. Because we get so focused on what we're pushing against, um, and it it kind of keeps us in that chasing our tail sort of 
cycle. Um, and was there a point at which things just sort of, was there a particular thread for you? Like, was it pertaining to family or was it pertaining to, um, was there anything in particular or did, did something just kind of like open up, like, and it, it all fell away or was it, what was your particular experience with that process? Well, I would say that it was um, choice by choice by choice by choice. I mean, it started out four years ago, right? Choice mm-hmm. by choice by choice by choice. Doing the exploration, doing the research, seeing what it was creating in my life, choosing something different. And I, I would say that last year, in the, somewhere around the mid, middle bit of last year, it was like I finally sort of popped into a space where I realized, I mean, I literally, in every molecule of my being, I was like, oh, there's actually nothing wrong. Ah. There's actually nothing missing. Like, I, I, it was like you, I hit that tipping point, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. where I, I really got it. Like, there's, judgment is arbitrary. It's, it's just somebody's point of view that got solidified into judgment and it's totally arbitrary. It has no reality to it whatsoever. It's absolutely not real. And when I got that, like I said, it was about the mid part of last year, everything changed. Boom. I love that. Oh, that's a perfect place. There's so much yumminess coming up around that. We're going to take another break. You're listening to Living Well on A2Zen.fm. And I am so looking forward to having some more of this conversation on the other side of the break. We'll see you in a moment, folks. Have you begun to ask yourself what you truly desire to create in your life? What if you being willing to embody abundant living was the key to your wealth and to creating greater in your life? And what if that could also be the invitation for more people to be willing to embody abundant living? Would that be a contribution to you and your body and to other people and their bodies? And might that also create more in the future? Join Keisha Clark Empowerment Agent and the host of Living Well Radio Show to discover, uncover, and crack open the wealth of possibilities you are every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Bars session, The worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? How much of your life are you truly living? Are you creating your life in celebration of your strengths and capabilities? What would your life be like if you were choosing the abundance of possibilities of you now? Connect with Keisha Clark, your Living Well Empowerment Agent now for a different perspective on creating the life you truly desire to be living. Call in with your questions in the U.S. 815-880-8255, in Canada at 613-800-8736. 
in the UK at 033-0001-0625, by Skype at a2zen.fm, or by emailing Keisha at livingwellnow at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. <laughs> oh, folks, welcome back. Welcome forward to Living Well on A to Zen. I was kind of giggling because I just thought, oh, this nice lady is giving you all this information to call in, and we're actually pre-recording the show. So if you've started to do that or join us in the chat room, um, please just keep listening. I invite you to continue listening. Um, but we have pre-recorded this show, which will be airing on Friday, December 26th. So... Um, we had uh, uh, an interesting question come up in the, ch- in the chat room for the folks who have joined us for the pre-record. Um, and Carol says she is just reaching that spot where there is nothing wrong. And what would it take for more people to reach this magic with ease? And that's a beautiful way to come back into what we were talking about. Um, Tamara, you mentioned getting to that space of just having the awareness and the recognition and it and it like totally filling up your universe of there's nothing wrong and and what yeah. if everything that you are choosing being creating is simply based on your choice um yeah. and i know i had reaction to simply and just those two words were a little bit i had some charge around those in in the early days and i still find moments that i'm like it's just you tell me just wait a minute um because we we can easily go into wait it requires effort to change this it requires a whole lot of work and it requires a whole lot of math you know <laughs> and and what if it doesn't um and that brought me to uh, over the break i was thinking about how one of the things that really started to kaboom in my universe when i really let myself lean into it was that anyone's judgment of me and my judgment of anyone or anything else really has nothing to do with them. Their judgment of me has nothing to do with me, and my judgment of them has nothing to do with them. And so what is what is that the invitation to to then acknowledge when we can really get to that space? And what did did you find that uh to be part of what you played with? Yeah, so that's funny because this is this is exactly the the space that I um, live in now, and I and I talk about this a lot in my classes. Mm-hmm. Is what if you could live so intimately with yourself and world around you that when any any given person you know delivered judgment at you, it didn't even register as relevant to you, but simply as information about how that other person is functioning. Yeah, yeah, and that is for me that speaks to being aware. Um, and there's a great conversation uh, that I would love to be having um, someday around understanding, because how many times do we go into trying to understand why people have the judgment they have, rather than simply choosing to be aware of and, and get to the acknowledgement of agno- where they're functioning from, which is yeah. a totally different place but- in many cases than where you might be functioning from. It's totally different. I guarantee it. And and here's the thing. Why is a really useless question because all you're trying to do is uh, get some validation or, or to invalidate the judgment yeah. that's, that you've already bought. So yeah. it really is useless to chase I after why. <laughs> I love that point. 
Absolutely. And it just it it's takes us in circles. And how is another thing. Yeah. Like how can I change someone's judgment? And it's it how how much energy do you want to spend trying to change someone's judgment when it has nothing to do with you in the first place? <laughs> so I I use this uh this metaphor of um a lot of people I mean I'm I'm aging myself here, but back when I was in school we did we made dioramas in a in a shoebox. Uh-huh. Forever doing that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and the thing about understanding, here's the other thing. Understanding is not required. As a matter of fact, understanding is a massive limitation. And Great when point. you're trying to understand, you know, why is somebody doing what they're doing? Why are they judging me? Why, 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 why? And you're trying to understand, it's like it's like taking their reality as a, one of those dioramas, right? And mm-hmm. you're trying to shove yourself. You're trying to cut off as many parts of you and twist and torture and, and uh, you know, uh, bastardize yourself into into whatever is possible in order to fit into yeah. their reality. Yeah. Do you really want to limit yourself such that you have to fit into <laughs> their reality by trying to understand their reality? Their I reality not. is not relevant to you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and if it's based different. on a lie. <laughs> yes. And and that is the thing is that's entirely different than having an awareness of how they're functioning. I don't need to understand their reality, but I can cl- plainly see how they're functioning. That's that's yeah. different than needing to understand because then I, if I'm trying to understand, I'm trying to figure out why I fit or why I don't fit into their reality. And exactly. I don't want to fit in their reality. Exactly. How difficult would it be to take my body and shove it into one of those dioramas that we used to create as kids? <laughs> Not a not a hobby I want to take up. <laughs> no, not so fun. <laughs> yeah, and and how much of our life do we do that? I mean, the insanity of that. Um, we talked in last week's show about acknowledgement, awareness, and allowance in receiving challenge, and this this kind of ties into the whole thing with judgment is. If you're able to acknowledge, oh, this person is judging me, or oh, I'm judging myself here. Whoa. Okay, mm-hmm. I could choose mm-hmm. something way more fun, <laughs> like maybe being aware of what it is uh, that is creating this judgment that I'm choosing, or what it is that I'm choosing to create this judgment about. And then asking a question, what would it take for me to be an allowance of this? And I love some of your questions that I I've, I use some of your questions, and one of the ones I, I've taken, I've borrowed, or or taken from you is um what contribution is this that i'm not acknowledging and and i wonder if when people uh, when people are hurling judgment at us and or when we are hurling judgment ourselves if we could stop and ask that question what might be able to change and One of the phrases that came to me over the break, too, is choosing into intimacy. And I love that you are one of the the pioneering intimacy folks um, doing classes. And you've, you've created specialty classes within Access around I intimacy. And that is so freaking awesome I, in my interesting point of view um, and in my awareness. Um, and so... Talk a little bit about how we, we got – I for everybody who's listening, um, I had the sheer delight of having a conversation with Tamara and one of her cohorts in consciousness, Shin Lewis, um, a few nights ago, and we were sparking on this topic as well around um, trusting ourselves, and and it there was a correlation between trust and, and being able to um, really be more – 
vulnerable with what you desire in in acknowledging what we desire. Um, and so when I heard choosing into intimacy, it is a choice to create that relationship with ourselves. And so I would like for you to share with us a bit about your classes, what what there's just so much yummy. So I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you talk about intimacy, please, if mm. you will. Um, well, who knew that, that, you know, having <laughs> Gary yell at me for four days, calling me a liar would be the catalyst that uh, sent me on a journey of uh, discovering what in fact intimacy was. <laughs> um, I, as I mentioned, I grew up in a family where uh, judgment was king and queen. And, you know, like that, that was uh, the thing is, where there is judgment, intimacy cannot be. It's it's sort of like judgment and gratitude, right? The two cannot mm-hmm. coexist. Mm-hmm. So judgment, one of its very um, byproducts, what it, what it does, what it creates, is it, it creates separation. So if you're functioning from a lot of judgment, um, your threshold for intimacy is virtually none. And mm-hmm. And that's the environment that I grew up in. There was so much judgment that there was no intimacy. I mean, none. So... So I didn't grow up in an environment where intimacy was um, normal or natural or, you know, uh, abundant. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. it didn't exist. So, so I've spent the last you know four years deeply um, immersed in my own research around what intimacy is and um, how judgment kills it, if you will, or prevents it. Mm-hmm. And um, what what some of the highlights i guess of of what this journey has led me to discover is that um trusting trusting what we know implicitly trusting ourselves implicitly is part of this process and um it's difficult to trust ourselves if we have not tapped into our own intrinsic desires and here's the thing if you grew, if you are in a world like i'll just use my own personal example um as a child, looked around at the world around me and said, now this is just the most crazy, insane place I could possibly imagine. I mean, it was just, I didn't get it. I was like, I don't get any of this. And I was desperately mm-hmm. trying to understand so I could just survive. Yeah. And um, and what occurred is, because we tend to live in this either or, it's like, well, either this whole reality is messed up or I am. <laughs> right. You know, and, and, and because... The whole world, you know, you're looking at you're looking at everyone in your life, and you're going, well, they all seem to be just fine. They don't seem to see, you know, have have see this as problematic. So I must be the one that is, you know, wrong here. Mm-hmm. So so it's like then you then you go into the coffin of conclusion that there is something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. you're living in a place where you're wrong, your desire gets um, repressed to the extreme. Because why would you unleash a, an intrinsic desire when you've decided that everything about you is wrong? So, yeah. so this whole thing with um, you know beginning to trust me and beginning to look at what I had you know going all the way back to my childhood, I could go all the way back and I could see this common thread, sort of theme. Because the thing I say about desire is, is if you want to know what you desire, if you have no, absolutely no idea, Gary loves to ask the question, if you were going to live, your, if your life was going to end in 10 seconds, you know, what would you choose? It's like, how would you live those last 10 seconds? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people just go deer in the headlights. They're like, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> lots and lots of people in Access don't know what they want to choose. I've, I've and done that. so I say, well, 
Yeah, if you want to find, if you want to start getting a little hint about what if some of your desires are, you know, uh, maybe that long thread of desire from the time you were a child or maybe just right now in your present day life, start looking at what you're complaining about. Yeah. Every single complaint you make hides a desire underneath. Turn over the rock and instead of complaining about whatever you're complaining about, say, wait a minute, what is it that I actually desire here that keeps me in this this complaint. Mm, the energy that is of complaint. a great cue. Ah. And oh, so that. that's what I did. I, I really started going all the way back in my life. I said, okay, well, what I, I could start, I started to see this theme of complaint, like all the stuff that I've been complaining about. I don't just mean like little day-to-day stuff, although that's, that's useful information as well. But I started looking back all the way to when I was a kid and I said, okay, what was my, what was my earliest memory? What was my earliest complaint about living here on, on planet Earth, and it was like, mm-hmm. how come people are just so damn mean to each other? Mm. I just didn't get it. I, I, good, while I participated in the, you know, learning right. to be as, as uh, judgmental and critical as my parents, mm-hmm. I also didn't get it. I yeah. just did it because I thought that's what was required to survive. Yeah. Ooh, let's so, stop there. We're going to take a quick break. That's a great place to come up. Uh, take a breath and and a juicy morsel to come back on. So uh, stay with us. We've got one more break, and we will see you in a moment. You're listening to Living Well on A2Zen.fm. We'll be right back. Have you begun to ask yourself what you truly desire to create in your life? What if you being willing to embody abundant living was the key to your wealth and to creating greater in your life? And what if that could also be the invitation for more people to be willing to embody abundant living? Would that be a contribution to you and your body and to other people and their bodies? And might that also create more in the future? Join Keisha Clark Empowerment Agent and the host of Living Well Radio Show to discover, uncover, and crack open the wealth of possibilities you are every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? How much of your life are you truly living? Are you creating your life in celebration of your strengths and capabilities? What would your life be like if you were choosing the abundance of possibilities of you now? Connect with Keisha Clark, your Living Well Empowerment Agent now for a different perspective on creating the life you truly desire to be living. Call in with your questions in the U.S. 815-880-8255 in Canada at 613-800-8736 in the UK at 033-0001-0625 by Skype at a2zen.fm 
or by emailing Keisha at livingwellnow at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. So welcome back. Welcome forward. You're listening to Living Well on A to Zen FM. And once again, do not be calling because we're pre-recording this show. So it's not meant to be a cruel joke. <laughs> so we had this yummy point we're making, Tamara, of when you find yourself complaining, when you catch yourself complaining, to stop and turn the rock over and look at what is underneath, what is the energy underneath that. Um, and I love that illustration. Um, it, that really is a key, I believe, to letting your awareness become more, uh, moving more into your awareness. And the complaint um, is a complaint that that judgment coming from trying to force the lie to be real for you. And when you go to the question of what's underneath this, then you are are you getting into more of, oh, what do I desire that I'm perhaps denying myself or resisting myself or not even acknowledging that I truly desire here? Oops, yeah. Do we, there we go. <laughs> I thought we might have lost you. So, well, I lost my internet, <laughs> I, I, but I'm I still saw here. That. Yeah, I was like, oh. I didn't see her in the chat room, so I'm hoping she's on the phone. So, yeah. <laughs> but I love that point um, because part of what, yeah, the, what we – go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I think that you, you hit the key right there, which is trying to force the lie to be real for you. Mm-hmm. Trying to force the lie to be real for you. How many people live that way every day, all day long? They're trying to make all of these lies – and all of the, the 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 elements that you talked about of judgment, you know, mm-hmm. to be real. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm telling you, no matter how hard you try, you can't do it. Yeah. It's yeah. it's 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 an it's an unwinnable battle. I love that. So, <laughs> what else is possible beyond that? Yeah. Um, and and that's that's I think the the crux of this this whole show today that you're yeah, you know that you're, exactly. that you're inviting exactly. people to look at. No matter the size of the judgment, a little judgment, a yeah. big judgment, it's still judgment, and and it's a lie. And and so speaking to the willingness to embody abundant living, what might having intimacy with ourselves create mm. the space for us to be choosing beyond the limitation of the lie? And... What has been your fun and adventure and experiences with with choosing beyond as you've become more intimate with your own self, Tara? Well, you know, it's interesting when I when I mentioned I got to that place last year where I I really got nothing's wrong, nothing's missing. Mm-hmm. Um what what was what that when you stop judging yourself, when you really get to that place where you cannot come up with a reason or justification that's good enough to keep mm-hmm. judging you. Mm-hmm. And you just give it up, and you just let it become obsolete. You have now reunited with being. I'm going to use the word reunited because you, the, sep- the judgment creates separation from being. Yeah. And and you've got to compensate being with something. So what do you do? You compensate it with identity. You compensate it with, you know, the proving mm-hmm. energy and the, mm-hmm. um, you know, all the stuff you've got to do and every. So not, that's not really what this show is about, but. But so what occurs is you've now you've now eliminated the separation from you as a being, just be just being. Yeah. 
That's a great just point. Just the simplicity and space and peace and ease and joy of being. And from that space, yeah. creation begins. I love it. Everything love in it. my life up to that point was just trying to survive. It was just trying yeah. to figure out how to make things work, how to fit, how to benefit, how to win, how not to lose. And creation mm-hmm. truly could not begin in my life until... I stopped judging myself and actually had that that intimacy and space of communion of of being. Like being was born (laughs) for the first time in my life. Yes, and 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 interestingly enough, you truly are. Yeah. So so then what what occurs after that? So now 2014 arrives, rolls around Mm -hmm. um, at the beginning of this year, and I and I created my specialty classes. This is what was birthed out of being for me. Right? What did being? What did my being want to express and share and gift to the world? I created classes on intimacy. I'm creating a book about intimacy. Like this is the thing that I'm so excited to share with the world. I can barely contain myself. (laughs) I mean, not that I need to contain myself, but you get my point, right? True. Like it's just it. Un, it's this undeniable expression. Like there's no more repression going on um, for the thing that I just joyfully want to share with the world. Awesome. We are coming so, down to our last minute. So if you have ah, a class coming up that you would like to share, please let folks know how they can reach you, how they can find you, how they can learn more about you and play more with you. Well, thank you. Um, the best place is to just go on the Access Consciousness website and uh, I have a facilitators page that has all my classes. I haven't posted a whole lot for 2015 yet, although I've got them scheduled. They're just not up on the website yet. There <laughs> okay. will be a, a five elements of intimacy class in in February in New Mexico, Santa Fe. I know oh, that fabulous. for sure. It's okay. not on the website yet, but I encourage people to check back and and keep looking for what's going to be available awesome. in 2015. So I want to quick read one of the things I found on your website. It's from Anise Nin, and it mm. says. And the day came when the risk to remain tight in the bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. So my my desire for all of us is that we choose to stop judging and we choose to start asking questions and we choose to to have the relationship with ourselves that creates the magic of our lives beyond anything we have never even dared to dream. Thank you, Tamara. This has been a true joy and pleasure and delight, and I am so thrilled you have spent the hour with us. And I look forward to playing with you more, and I look forward to playing with all of the people more, and what more fun can we create in the coming year, and how much more magic and joy can we be. Have a good week, everybody. Thank Bye-bye. You. Thank you for listening Thank you, in today to Live.